what's going on everybody with the real bodybuilding podcast episode i don't remember anymore i think it's like 87 or 88 but i'm with my man mr chad nichols how are you sir good man how you doing i'm good we haven't talked in a long time man a lot it's has been happened a, it's been a minute that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know chad used to be my coach we turned chad turned me pro back in 2006 and taught me how to uh get huge so do you want to start at the most current and important things, or do you want to start at the beginning? Uh, ah, it's your show. You tell me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the most important shit. How many Mr. Olympias do you have now? Um, you know, it's funny because I was talking to Milos after at the uh, little banquet, and he's like, how many Mr. Olympia or, you know, Olympia titles you got? And I'm like, uh, shit, I don't even know, you know, and I started like breaking yeah. them down. So obviously we got Ronnie with eight. Um, yeah. and now we got the new one with uh, Big Rammy. Big Rammy yeah. um, my wife had four and okay. then um, I trained Linda Murray after her for two. Um, Vince Taylor for two, Don Youngblood for two, Mary Yaki for a fitness Olympia. So whatever. That so is. that's 19. That's 20, I think. Is it that many? Well, you just said four. So eight, and let's see, eight, nine. Then we got Kim with Kim with four. four. That's 13. 13. Linda with two. That's 15. 15. Victor with two. That's 17. Or, or uh, yeah, Vince no, Taylor. Vince, Vince Taylor, Taylor. Sorry, not Victor. Vince. Two. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Don, Don, Don Young, Young Blood, I think, with two. And, that's 19. And then Mary Yaki with a fitness Olympia. 20. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> so crazy. you're the so you're the guru of gurus. I've seen. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Shit, I better write that down. Yeah, man, that's a, <laughs> that's a small accomplishment. If I, so for those of people who don't know, uh, your wife is Kim Chazewski. Kim Chazewski, yes. And she, what years did she win the Miss Olympia? So she won in '96, seven, eight, and nine. And it, was that your first? Was that like, I don't know the whole story. Was that your first client really? Um, I, yes, basically, because really how we got kind of into it was like the same, you know, I kind of started out bodybuilding, but honestly, I hated a diet, loved to train. I could yeah. train my ass off, but hated to diet. And I'd done a show and she had not even started training yet. She, she didn't even work out yeah. and she went to the show and she's like, hell, I could probably do this. And I'm like, yeah, I think you could. So we bought a suit, had no idea what we were doing. She went in, took second place. And then she's like, this is something maybe I could do. She started training yeah. and then never lost again until the Olympia where she, the first year yeah. where she got yeah. fifth. And so, but it was very quick that I realized that she was obviously going a lot farther than, better than you <laughs> way better. Right. How does that, so, feel? how does that feel in a relationship when you're like, want to be the big bodybuilder guy and your wife just takes off cruised like, past yeah. it. I knew like from the get go, I'm like, okay, this is, good. but I'll tell you what, I was excited for her. And honestly, like I hated to diet. I just, fucking hate what did you what did you hate about dieting the just most? all of it dude all of it <laughs> was it the monotony of the food over and over again yeah, or was it i'm the a big calories? eater like i grew up like my mom was very old school fried potatoes and yeah. meatloaf and that type of stuff right yeah. and um then when you just you know i could diet really hard for you know like three weeks and then i just like went off the rails and i just hated it i just hated that- it but i love to train i love to train heavy and go into the gym and train heavy kim was just the opposite because she actually didn't like to eat much. She was like okay. a very little, it was actually her hardest part was getting big in the off season and having to eat all the food and stuff. She, what she loved was cardio because she was an aerobics instructor. So yeah. Yeah. Like she loved the cardio and that whole aspect of it, of trying to, you know, 
basically see how far she could push herself in that direction where I was just the opposite, you know, and, but that's when I dove into, you know, when I seen her career take off, I thought, okay, we're like, we are literally in a a position here where we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. We're like, we're getting ready to go into something that we don't know. And so that's when I dug into the nutrition part of it. And at the time I was a cop, I was a cop for five years. I do know that. So so I was in the process of, of going to school because I was going to run their wellness program. Okay. That was my goal uh, to run that. And so I had already kind of started in that direction. And then I just dove directly into the nutrition. And then that's the part I loved. Like that was the part I loved. Once I started seeing her body, like, you know, change and do things like I was, I was hooked. So how does it, how did you learn? So, cause I mean, she always looked amazing. Like, I mean, just shredded out of her mind. So I'm like, how did you learn just from trying to do a wellness thing for the police force to learning how to train a Miss Olympia? Right. So, you know, obviously the basic stuff and, and what you, you know, what's in books doesn't really apply to us because we're not, we're not the norm. So what I did was I dug in and I had access to a lot of medical journals and libraries um, through a couple doctor friends of mine. So I had, I had their codes and I dug into that. And that's what I did for about the last, for three years, just solid yeah. all night long, just beating that, beating that, beating that, just research, 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 trying to take in as much knowledge and then take that and apply it to our sport and just through kind of trial and error and seeing how things was, you know, would respond and what this would do and what that would do. And, and it was just through that process. And I felt like that was probably the one thing that I was the best at really was being able to just kind of adapt. I think that's what I've been able to do with athletes. I, I never tried to set one path and adapt the athlete to what I wanted. I always tried to adapt to the athlete. And that's what I kind of did with the research also Mm -hmm. just kind of adapted it to what, you know, what we needed. How far away was the medical literature to the practical application of it? Like, was it drastically different or it is a lot different? You know, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, some of the stuff is very, you know, basic, especially when you're talking about, you know, like how insulin works and, you know, and stuff, but then there's, but the, but the difference is you've got to figure out like what that clear ratio is and how, how that is because everybody is so different. So how one person clears, you know, versus the other, like that really determines what you, what you use and what you need and do. And, and those types of things are so different, you know, compared to the medical side of it, because the medical side of it literally goes, and especially right now, doctors really don't doctor anymore. Yeah. They literally just follow what the computer tells them. Um, It is all cut and dry right now. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, a lot of it is really, you know, different and, you know, human beings aren't made to walk around at, you know, 5% body fat at 300 pounds, you know? And so you have to start really trying to figure out like what to do with that. You know, did you figure her out pretty quickly? I figured her out really fast. Like I, this is no shit. I could tell what she ate. Like I could tell by By looking looking at at her, her. (laughs) I could tell exactly what she had. Like if she cheated on the diet and she didn't cheat very often, but when she cheated on the diet, I, I knew because I knew there were certain things that she would eat and I would know immediately. I'm like, and I would start looking through the house and and she wasn't that (laughs) sneaky because she would hide shit and like, like her jacket pocket of her, you know, so I'd go there and there'd be like Reese's peanut butter cups and shit in there. And (laughs) But I knew exactly what she ate. (laughs) Did you, was it like that for you with all your clients? Like, were you that like, when you, like when you coach, me for example could you tell if i went overboard yeah a little bit a little bit you know i mean i could always tell you know what i adapted to a lot is you know 
the responses and how people, you know, reacted, you know, like I would know, obviously, like, listen, if we're deep, deep in the diet and all of a sudden you got a lot of energy, like, yeah, that, that don't sound right. Like, you know, and, and every, but everybody was different. Like I would talk to flex Wheeler on mm-hmm. a daily basis at the exact same time. Yeah. But if yeah. a day went by and he didn't call, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm calling his wife and going, where the hell is he? Like, what's going on with him? <laughs> he do. He cheated. He hasn't told you yet. I'm like, no, he hasn't told me, but he didn't call me today. So I know he cheated. Scared to call. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So after Kim, you trained, who was the first guy you trained? So the first, the first major guy was Nasser. So okay. me and Nasser were really close friends, really yeah. close friends. Yeah. And so he had been right there and we were getting ready to go in um, to the Olympia. It was a 97 Olympia. And oh. yeah. And so we had heard kind of rumors that, you know, this, you know, this might be a year that, you know, things could happen. And I told Nasser, I'm like, listen, why don't you let me help you? Like, let me, yeah. let me prep you for this show. And Nasser was really kind of a unique guy because he wanted control over a lot of his stuff. And he didn't, you know, and I said, listen, I don't, I don't even care if you tell anybody, I don't care. I just want to see you do good. Yeah. And uh, so from that point like you know, we, I prepped him for that. And then when I started, because at, during that time frame, the group was really a tight knit group. They were all signed but, with Weeder, like the uh, whole bodybuilding body group. Bodies. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, so we did a lot of traveling together, all of us, you know, okay. and okay. Um, so we were at an event and Paul Dillette came up to me and he's like, Hey, somebody told me you're prepping Nasser. Like, dude, you didn't tell me you're prepping people. And I'm like, well, like, it's not really something that I, you know, been doing, but I, I'm going to get him ready. And, and then Paul is like, well, I want you to get me ready too. Yeah. And um, so those, so I got both of those guys ready in 97 and then you, 97 was the year, you know, a lot of people think that Nasser could have, could have won. Well, I was just going to ask you, you were probably there. Do you think Nasser beat Dorian that year? I, I think he did. But I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm gonna be a little biased. I, yeah. I think. But, I think. I mean, I think I'm, a lot I'm, of. I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm pretty objective over stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty objective. Yeah. I take everything into consideration. I know what Dorian's strengths are, and I know what his weaknesses are. And if you break it down shot for shot, um, I, I think he beat him. You know. I yeah. Well, I mean, the only shots that I would have Dorian winning are probably the back shots. Back shot. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have that opinion about '97. Kind of yeah. feel like Nasser could have took yeah. that one. And I mean, and that was one of the best, you know, Nasser's we ever saw. And I mean, he was spot he was. on that year. Yeah, um, and uh, it was, you know, that was a tough loss for Nasser, you know, of course that year. Mm-hmm. And, and then the following year, then it was wide open, you know, yeah. obviously, and we all know what happened, but um, that was the first thing. And then, you know, flex came to me um, at that show at the Olympia and uh, you know, was, you know, uh, again, he was like, dude, I didn't know you were prepping people and why didn't you tell me that because we had traveled probably 15 times that year yeah and yeah. um and then he asked me to get him ready for the arnold and that was the 98 arnold and then mm-hmm. from there everything just kind of snowballed so how was how often had you been traveling was it just 97 or had you been traveling with all the guys we, before that yeah so we started traveling a lot with them probably in 94 94 yeah. 95 um that was when Kim came on the scene and like pretty, you know, strong. And so we did a lot of traveling. Um, So you and her were traveling with all the guys. And for those who don't know all the major nineties bodybuilders, like Flex Wheeler, Chris Cormier, Sean Ray, all those guys were weeder guys, Kevin Lavroni. So you're traveling with all these guys 
and you're developing friendships the whole time. The whole time, yeah. I mean, and it was a really tight knit group back then. Like that, yeah. the you know the bodybuilders. Um, it, I think it was a little different because they all had big contracts. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, most of them were all under contract with Weeder, so it wasn't like they were fighting for you know scraps. Like, yeah. it, I mean, they all had big, big contracts, and everybody got along. Um, it was you know it was kind of a little little different than it is today, and not that not that everybody's battling today but it was just you know and there was more opportunity then i mm -hmm. think as far as like appearances you don't see a lot of the bodybuilders guest posing as much yeah. anymore um but back then i mean they you guest posed every single week and yeah. so kim was one of the you know few females that actually guest posed a lot so we were with you know with the guys a lot you know? yeah do you think that's drastically like do you feel bad for the guys in the new millennia, like 2000, 2010 and up, you feel bad because like these guys don't have like I went through that. Like we never had that kind of camaraderie. Yeah. If you did, it was kind of like if you're on a team with a bunch of other sponsored athletes, yeah. you kind of had a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. But do you feel I, like we, we missed kind of missed out on that? I'm telling you, definitely, because that was some of like the the you know my favorite times. You know, there was times when um there was a promoter over in Hawaii. Um that would bring a lot of athletes and they bring like four athletes over at a time yeah. and um, Mitz and Dodd, Kawashima, they were great people. And, and like, you know, those types of things were just, just amazing. You know, you go over there and you were there for like four or five days in Hawaii. And, you know, like, I remember one time, like seeing Ronnie's riding around on a moped, you know, he's like 340 pounds, <laughs> freaking moped and uh, just crazy things, you know, just yeah. little things like that. And um, th th those are things that, you know, you just, you, I mean, you, you know, you just, you have yeah. to experience those things and you, you know, that's something that's, you don't get now, you know, well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's some guys that are close, but yeah. th they're close because they are either training at the same gym or they live in the same area or something yeah. like that. Um, but, you know, before this was just a different environment. Yeah. Now, granted, you had the group from like Venice, you know, the, so you had the Cormier and the Flex and the Dillett and the Rico and like that whole tight knit group. Yeah. Um, but you also had that whole weeder group. I mean, there was times, you know, going over to FIBO, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, you know, these guys would go over to FIBO and, and they would, you know, everybody would come home with, you know, $15,000 in, you know, picture sales money, yeah, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden like that transitioned into the days of free pictures and it yeah. just kind of undercut everybody. And, um, you know, it was a different time back then. It was just different. Yeah, I wonder if we missed out because it's weird with social media. We have a lot of avenues to make other money, there, but then yeah. but then we also miss out on that guaranteed money because guaranteed. Yeah. I think one of the reasons guest posing is not so popular anymore is because people get to talk to their favorite pros online all day long, constantly. And there's so many divisions. Like right now, you know, probably the two biggest divisions is men's physique and bikini. Yeah. So you end up and and you know each athlete back in the day each athlete brought an average of ten people. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. but there wasn't as many division so you had bodybuilding and bodybuilding <laughs> yeah, so, yeah 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 so that's what they loved right yeah, so yeah. um so you know it was you know the, that's who you brought in but now when you have 70 percent of the crowd that is there for bikini and it's mom and dad and grandpa and stuff they're not so concerned in you know yeah, the guest yeah. pose are doing stuff that you know and that's where i think you know a lot of the social media comes in and you i mean there's a lot of social media guys that are doing appearances now and you see their lines like wrapped around the building yeah. and, they're, and they're not even competitors no know? no so. um last question about the comparison before we move on to more of the history you said something about the guys guest posing every weekend do you think that had something to do with the conditioning then 
I don't think so because I've seen some guys in guest pose in some horrific conditioning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I'll tell you, I mean, those guys were superstars. Like they, yeah. they handled themselves different and yeah. like, you know, I mean, it was, it was just a little bit different, but now, you know, with social, but again, you know, you weren't able to just click on social media and see exactly yeah. what they did five minutes ago. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, you, you had to wait for the magazine to come out to, to see all of that and to yeah. find out what these guys did. And so when you had the opportunity to go to a, a show and see them, you know, in front yeah. of you and, and talk to them and, and buy a picture and, you know, learn from them at, you know, seminars and stuff, that was a different time. Now all of that stuff is put on social media at a yeah. rapid pace. Yeah. Um, just continuously and it's, and, and it's free and it's free. Yeah, yeah. it's free. And yeah. so in a way, I think it's, it's great because I think the, you know, the audience that basically has been drawn in to our sport is drastically bigger than it was, but it's a little bit different because that same audience doesn't necessarily go to bodybuilding shows. It's a yeah. different crowd, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, you know, kind of falling in, you know, that hardcore group, is still there, but yeah. you've brought in so many more millions and millions of people. I know what you mean. It's kind of like there's a lot more casual fans. Exactly. And yeah, they're not yeah. they're not those passionate, crazy like exactly. bodybuilding. But I feel yeah. like it's our job to kind of like turn the casual fans into like into them, yeah. Passionate yeah. bodybuilding yeah. fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So so anyway, so yeah. going back to 97, um, after 97, 98, obviously that was the Ronnie Coleman era. How did what did you see when you had Ronnie Coleman? Like, what was the first show you prepped him for? The Night of Champions? The actually, it was a California show. Okay. Um, it was there was three shows in a row. It was like California, Night of Champions, and something else. And it was kind of funny because the first show that we did in California, same thing. Like, you know, I kind of prepped him. We kind of went through the process. He was very big. Conditioning was good. Um, and I remember like not giving him enough carbs. Yeah. And so he was a little bit flat and Kevin Lebrone ended up beating him. And so yeah. we made the adjustments. He then, I don't remember if he went to night of champions and then another show, but vice versa, whatever, but he ends up basically winning everything After. from that point on <laughs> yeah. from that point on until Gunter yeah. beat him at the GNC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can, it was the same thing with Rami, you know, we obviously stumbled a little bit, yeah. you know, with the first show. And then once, once we get the questions answered, then, and it was yeah. the same thing with Ronnie. Do you know, did you know you had the best bodybuilder of all time? Um, I didn't know he was the best of all time, but I knew he was going to be something special. Do you think, do, do you think Ronnie's the best of all time? Absolutely. Okay. I think good. Right okay. now, the best yeah. of all time. Okay. Um, he, you know, I think that, you know, when, and it, it was funny because when I was coming through the process with him going into the Olympia, um, I remember talking to these guys and, and again, it was kind of unique because nobody was counting him to win the show. Like nobody had him on the radar yeah. and even the guys that were at the top, they're like, how's everybody doing? And I go, man, I got to tell you, like Ronnie looks like a freak. And they're like, yeah, yeah. How's Nasser look? How's Nasser look? And I'm like, <laughs> well, Nasser looks great, but I'm telling you like Ronnie looks nuts. Right. Yeah. And so I remember after, you know, the prejudging, I, I go into Flex's room and he's like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, you didn't tell me he looked that good. And I go, dude, I've been telling you that for fucking yeah. a month now. And he yeah. goes, yeah, but I didn't think he looked that good. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've been telling you for a month. He looks that yeah. good. What do you, so you didn't think he was the greatest of all. When did you finally think, when, what year was it where you finally were like, this guy's the best bodybuilder ever? So. So when I, you know, in 98, you know, 
um, there was a certain couple things that happened. So I, I thought he was phenomenal in 98, right? Um, I thought he was phenomenal. And, but I had, you know, I thought that same year in 98 at the Arnold, I thought flex was at that point, I thought flex was maybe the best bodybuilder I'd ever seen on a bodybuilding stage, the 98 Ar you know, Arnold version of flex Wheeler. Yep. And so, you know, I, you know, so I thought, okay, you know, it's, it's close. Um, and then there was a point after, um, the show we were at the banquet and i was talking to ronnie and i i said you know like just you know for my own opinion and I've, I've told the story before but i was like how many times did you cheat on your diet because you know i'm used to like everybody kind of cheating on their diet a little yeah. bit and this and that you, know, you gotta realize i've you know i had cormier and mm -hmm. flex and all these guys and ronnie looked at me like i was nuts and he was like it never even crossed my mind yeah. and at that point i knew okay, this guy is something yeah. special. This is a whole yeah. different ball game. And then as I saw him progress over the, you know, the next few years, but it wasn't until 03 yeah. that I thought we will never see anything like it again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. You know what I find is very strange about Ronnie? When, when people think about like that hard, gritty, like working, like working man's bodybuilder, right. they always point to Dorian. But I always feel like it's because Ronnie made it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. yeah. Yeah. But when I actually think of like Ronnie's videos and his work ethic, I'm like, I don't know, man, that seems pretty insane to do what he was doing twice a day, six days a week. You know what I mean? And, like, and still working a job for the most part, yeah. like, you know, and that's one of the things that I don't think people understand. Like he was, you know, he was a cop, you know, for the better part of his career and toward yeah. the end, he, you know, he didn't, yeah. but I mean, he was working a full-time job. He was training like an animal. He was dieting during this whole time. It didn't matter if it was off season or pre-contest. He never like altered the plan, like nothing. There was yeah. never a change. He in the off season ate damn near it at the same places every single day. You know, um, he, I mean, he was like a machine. He knew when he ate, he, and there was never a point where I'm, I'm maybe sometimes you know, when he was a cop there, you know, he gets a call and maybe, but I mean, he ate at the same time mm -hmm. on schedule every single day. There was never a point where life got in the way. Yeah. He just did it. He just did it. You know, what I think I just, I just came to me. I, why well, I think maybe people don't think of Ronnie the same way they think of Dorian. It's those first couple of videos he did where he's dousing everything in barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's making protein shakes with like Nesquik and shit. Right, right. So people know. are like, oh, this guy's just a genetic freak. He can eat yeah. anything. So yeah. when, when you're coaching him and he's dousing his chicken with half a bottle of barbecue sauce and using Nesquik and all this shit. Yeah. Are you like, you know, all that's happening, right? Calculated all in. So here's the thing. So most people are like, you know, they'll tell me like, well, why can't I use, you know, barbecue sauce? And I'll be like, Listen, we can incorporate barbecue sauce, but you have to understand that that is going to come out yeah. of your total you know, of something else. intake, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And most people don't have the, you know, most people couldn't diet on 350 or 400 grams of carbs. Like they just yeah. couldn't do it. And he was able to do it. And so he, because of that was able, you know, if he threw in X amount of sugars from ketchup and barbecue sauce, mm -hmm. it didn't really matter because he had the ability to do it. Not everybody, yeah. very few, very few have the ability to do it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Like to watch him prepare everything every day in those, some of those videos and look the way he looked. Yeah. It's it like crazy, but I feel like it's, it's not just the amount of muscle he carried, but his training style like needed it. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. What most people don't realize is the calorie burn that he was getting in the gym yeah. was way beyond cardio that yeah. he was doing. Yeah. Like that calorie burn in the gym was nuts, was yeah. nuts. And most people don't understand that portion of it. Yeah. I tried doing the two a day training thing. There was one, I remember there was one prep a couple of years ago, a few years ago where I was like, I couldn't do morning cardio for some reason. I'm like, I'm, yeah. you know, or I didn't even feel like it. I'm just going to, I'm going to go train instead. After like four weeks, my body, I felt good at first. And then after like four right, weeks, right. my body felt like shit. And yeah. I'm like, Ronnie used to do this while dumbbell pressing 200 pound dumbbells yeah. and squatting seven plates. I'm like, and training body parts twice a week. That's what I mean. Like doing yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. All yeah. Twice. It's crazy. It's insane. Cause even like, you know, I talked to, you know, maybe I wasn't the greatest bodybuilder. So I talk about somebody like Justin Compton, Justin Compton, an amazing physique. Even he told yeah. me after like a little while, his body just couldn't handle it anymore. Couldn't so it, it's yeah. like, you know, Ronnie was just a different kind of person, I guess. D different human being. And, you know, I told everybody, they're like, what do you think it's going to take to beat Ronnie? And I go, here's the thing. I go, first, you got to have an athlete that's genetically capable of standing with him. Yeah. Then you got to out train him. Yeah. You've got to out diet him. You've got to mentally beat him. You got to physically beat him. I go, it's, it's virtually impossible. The only, the only person that's going to beat him is him. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is ultimately what happened. He just basically mentally and physically outtrained what the human body is capable of basically yeah, yeah. is what happened. Yeah. Does he ever talk to you about how he feels today? I mean, I've talked to him a couple of times, like when he first started going through the surgeries and stuff, you know, I told him, I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta shut it down, dude. You gotta, because he did the one surgery and then he was right back in the gym. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I go, you should be fishing or like something like take up video games. Like you got to find a yeah. hobby. <laughs> right? And, uh, he told me, he's like, listen, this is the only thing I know how to do. And he goes, I, I honestly don't want to do anything else. I don't want to yeah. do anything else. Yeah. Like if my, if my options are to not train and live like this, you know, long, long life or, you know, whatever and train, I'm going to train. It's, it's just, yeah. it's just what I want to do. And so, I mean, you know, it, it's his life and that's, I mean, but you know, eventually like, I just feel, I, you know, because a couple of times I'm like, dude, you, I just watch you and I'm just like in agony, just watching you. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, I literally just don't know any other way to do it. You know, it's I funny. Don't I don't know any other way. I don't think a lot of people get that, but I, I kind of understand what he feels yeah. like. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. It's weird. To, it's weird for somebody to say that. Like, he's like, yeah. no, I, I want to train no matter what happens. Yeah. That's, that's what he said. He goes, I literally don't know any other way to do it. I yeah. get up and this is my life. I go to yeah. the gym. That's yeah. what I do. It's what I love. It's the, it's the passion behind everything. It's yeah. what I want to do. You know? Um, I want to go to uh, nutrition for a minute because so you coached me and you also coached, uh, Josh Lenarowitz. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. And we were, I had him on the podcast and we were talking about some of your techniques that we just can't get away from. Right. Like some of the habits that we built. Cause you were really my first main coach, like big name coach. So right. whatever you taught me in those two, three years we worked together, I kind of have, it's been kind of part of my thing all the right, way. Right. Right. And that's a good thing. I think that's one of the things that most people don't do. Like, here's yeah. the thing I, you know, I tell everybody, and it's one of the things I always try to do with my athletes, because you don't know what, you know, I mean, what ends, what's, you know, ultimately going to happen. But one of the things I always try to do is at least explain some of the things that we were doing and why we were doing them and yeah. stuff, because ultimately the goal is to at least, you know, pick up on things. Mm -hmm. You're going to know your body better than anyone. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And at mm -hmm. some point, like you should be able to take all of that and, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, I still, and, and, but I think a lot of people don't do that. They just yeah. put the blinders on and go, and and, yeah. and that's good too. Sometimes some people need that, but yeah, it's almost subliminal though. Like this last prep I just did, I kind of did it on my own. John was just kind of like an eye, tell me when right. I was like getting getting there, or not getting there. But I found myself in that same pattern that we used to do, where I was cutting all my calories, not all my calories, my carbs throughout most of the week. And then I would have this big fat cheat meal on right, <laughs> right. the Saturday and refill fill and up. Yeah. Every week I would just lose like net net lose like a couple pounds. Yeah. And I'm like, this is Chad's fault. This is why yeah. I'm doing this is why I'm doing <laughs> That's because, good, right? But, well, because this is, this is the reason why I bring it up. I feel like, and we can start with off season first and then we'll go to diet, but I feel like a lot of things have changed nowadays and guys, there's a lot of people out there that are like, you should stay leaner. It's better for insulin sensitivity. Right. It's better for growth, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Chad used to have me eating enormous amounts of food. Yeah. Like we got, we got really heavy. Yeah. Big, heavy. And and I think, I think there's a key point where you got to train the body to do that. And I think one of the issues is, and I think this is where everybody fucks up when it comes to food is that one, they try to go to a point too fast and then they just can't get there. But the key with that food is consistency. You know, mm-hmm. kind of gradually moving that up and kind of taking that up and getting the body used but, to it. And then once you get there, just cranking for, you know, that period yeah. of time, allowing the body to basically be at a calorie surplus yeah. at, a, at a certain point and just cranking, you know, consistently new tissue, new tissue, new tissue, just grow, 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 grow. Yeah. Um, and allowing the body to then dictate where, you know, yeah. the calories but it, go. But it didn't feel to me like it was gradual when we were doing it because I remember doing, I remember getting really heavy. You had me eating. I remember at one point in the off season. I remember because we had to do mashed potatoes. I know we did mashed potatoes because no, we you were... couldn't get the potatoes down. <laughs> and I'm like, mash them fuckers no. up and put some stuff we're, in there. <laughs> we were doing, we were doing that. We yeah. Were also, we were also doing hash browns for breakfast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was a bunch of shit we were doing and I'm like, this is a lot of food and it wasn't all clean food. No, no. And I remember getting heavy and you telling me it's okay if you're heavy, you got to grow into your weight. Right. Does that make sense? Do you, yep. that, do you recall that? So yep. can you explain, I try and explain that theory to people and it's kind of lost nowadays. People don't really, they're like, no, no, you've got to stay lean the whole time and grow. So I want to know if you can explain growing into your weight. Like well, what here's that means. the thing, like one, one of your issues was you had a fast metabolism, like, yeah. you know, you had a fast metabolism and so your body would adapt to things really fast and there's a lot of guys that are like that or they have just got into this rut where they eat kind of the same foods all the time and they stay at a relatively lean point all the time um so they never really move they never really change the body can adapt really fast but it'll do the exact same thing when it comes to contest time because you're very very close so the key that we you know and especially one of the things that i always wanted to do with you because your conditioning was always good so i knew that we were never going to be sloppy but the key was to like launch that weight up to a point. And even if we added fat, even if we put on extra weight, we would then grow into that because your body would then transition. And so it would, it would kind of level that balance as you added tissue Mm -hmm. and burn fat. And you basically, so we took your weight, let's, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but let's say 280 pounds. And let's say that, yeah. yeah. And let's just say that, you know, a little of it was sloppy, but then the goal was to then stay there. Yeah. lean out and yeah. then kind of transition, you know, into it. And that was one of the, you know, the goals that, you know, especially guys with fast metabolisms, you almost have to do that. You almost yeah. have to, because the body will adapt so quick, like well, so fast. It worked. Cause I remember say, people saying to me that I was in the amateurs with, they're like, how, how did you put on so much size from 07 to 08? 
And it was one of the things we did was we were bulking like really hard. Right. But it's, but it's exactly what you said is you got me up to 280 and then I stayed there and slowly got leaner as the off season, as the off season went on for like six, seven months. The problem is now I think guys don't want to get, they don't want to get that extra fat, right? Right. Because there's going to be a period, you know, where Where you look like shit. Yeah. You know, you don't feel good. You're dragging ass a little bit and you, and you, kind of don't go through that little transitional point everybody's trying to stay super lean and some guys i mean look it can be done there's no doubt like it can be done you can you can stay super lean and you can you know grow but it is a very very like you know slow process and it and you and not everybody can do it like you better be very meticulous at every single thing you do to make sure that you're just constantly moving forward and you know it's easier when you have a guy with a faster metabolism because you can just throw you know as long as you've got the key stuff in there so let's say you're 70 percent clean yeah you got a guy with fast metabolism you throw 70 percent good food at him and the other 30 percent is just extra calories you're gonna grow i don't care you know what it is you're gonna grow yeah Yeah, i i just have trouble because i i have a bunch of clients now and i'm like they're, they're, they're all scared to get fat. I feel like well, it's they- a social media time now. So you're, you're viewed <laughs> all the time. Right. And so like, holy shit, if you look a little bloated for, you know, a month and yeah. a half, why so. is that guy such a fat ass? Yeah. Like- look at this fucking guy, you know, and so like, <laughs> I tell my guys, but you know, and eating is tough. Like I'm telling you, like, I mean, yeah. I, again, I've talked about this a lot. I lose more clients because they just can't eat. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, most people will be like, I can eat anything, anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, all right, we're going to do this. And, and then they're like, well, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. that's like, can we switch to this or can we switch to this? And, you know, and yeah. what's funny is this is the one thing that I always find. They'll be like, they'll look the same for the last five years. And, yeah. you know, and I'll be like, look, this is the problem and this is what we got to do and da, 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 da. And then they will gradually try to convince you that they need to keep going th- until they're like back to what they've been doing for the last five years. And I'm like, look, dude, why did you hire me then? Yeah. Yeah. Can we switch this? Can we switch that? Yeah. Next, next I'll be like, yeah. they're doing exactly what they were doing before they got yeah. to me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. You know, I remember those days being, you know, people say like, is it worse to be hungry? Or is it worse to be full? And I'm like, I'd rather be hungry all day those all off day. seasons man that we did and i put on a lot of muscle those those were like you know 10 15 pound years sure of, of like stage weight and uh but i remember man eating and not being able to get off the couch like yeah. my wife was putting my socks on like yeah, it's it's miserable yeah. like there's no doubt like there's a point like especially like you know at the level you were like you know that elite group that's up into that 280 to 300 yeah. range you know i tell everybody like you know you think it's cool to walk around that big but it's actually not. (laughs) I mean, you might look cool for like 30 seconds, but that's about it. The rest of you is just like huffing and puffing. Your arms pumped up from brushing your teeth. You can't fucking move. Like everything is just insane. And, um, and, and it's a miserable point during that, you know, during that little bit, luckily you're not there that long, but it's still just miserable. But this is the thing people need to take from it is, there's a period of breaking that plateau, but once you break it, like now I can be like, I'm 280 pounds right now. I'm totally yeah. comfortable. I feel small. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get to a period where you're like, okay, I broke that plateau time for the next plateau time for yeah. the next plateau. And then 280 doesn't seem so hard. Seem anymore. as bad. Yeah. But when you're 260 yeah. and then all of a sudden you're walking around with 20 extra pounds. Yeah. That's miserable. 
you know. Yeah, but it's trying to explain to the person that yeah. you have to deal with those four shitty months to get yeah, pa- to, to get, get past there. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's tough, you know. And I mean, and I mean eating, you know, consistently because most people look at the off season as downtime. Yeah. They look at it as rest and recovery. You know, they don't eat so consistent. They're going to enjoy a little of this and a little of that, and that's fine. Like I tell all my people, like, look, you're in the off season. If you're craving something, eat it. Yeah. But you still got to eat consistently. And that's the key. And I think that's where most people screw up in the off season is they take it way too light, you know, and then they can't figure out why they haven't, you know, changed over the last six months. And, but it is tough, like, you know, eating and take, having your food with you all the time and eating every two and a half hours and, you know, those types of things. And, and it's not like tremendously great food either. I mean, you know, you're eating, you know, basic food. Luckily you can put, you know, eat you know funner stuff on it and you can use all the barbecue sauce you want and all those types of things but it's still tough like it's still tough so do you think you you prescribe to the like 80 20 rule where you're like as long as 80 percent of your diet is like solid the other 20 percent could be a little bit shitty in the off season, hundred percent. Yeah, in the yeah. off season. I mean, now there's yeah. people that have to watch that. I mean, you know, it depends on the athlete. Um, I've had guys that could eat way junkier than that and, and yeah. get away with it. But for the most part, you know, that eighty twenty or whatever yeah. is a pretty solid, you know, um, you know, number. Because if you, you know, listen, if you're eating eighty percent clean, you know, clean carbs and clean proteins there's not a lot of room left yeah. for just crud. And so if you're following that pretty much to a T um, you know, that other 20% is going to be no problem. Yeah. I always, I feel, I feel bad about that system now because so many of the guys I talk to and hang out with are all like, they're pretty strict like Ian and James yeah. and these guys are, they're very, very strict on their diets. But I remember me and Luke used to talk about it and Luke always, you know, did that same thing that 80% right. Chicken, rice, steak, whatever. But then sure. if you wanted to all have the a- core stuff, but if you're hungry yeah. for something, eat it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how and we did it. I think it's important that you do that too, because yeah. I think, you know, just mentally, you know, yeah. like if you're on a contest diet, the other flip side of that is too, the body can adapt to something really quick. So if your diet is very, very close to what it is contest time, then there's not like that big transition from off season to contest, which I like, yeah. like, I like, you know, a bit of, that's why I tell everybody in the off season, use whatever condiments you want. If you want salt on your food, put it on there. If you want this, or if you want that, like, because then when we start changing things, just by changing a few little things, yeah. the body responds just by, you know, pulling out just, you know, these things and this, that, and you know, it, it responds quick. Well, I remember, you know, we'd start our diets. I'd be like 295 and the first three weeks I'd be down to 280. Yeah. But I didn't feel small. Yeah. It was just like no, all I did was cut out some, and yeah, all I did was cut things. out some junk, and then all of a sudden my body was like yeah. ready to go the next step. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you yeah. had a you had a fast metabolism back then. Like you're like especially like when you were an amateur and stuff. Like yeah. you know there was a few years when we were like fucking pounding food to keep you full and yeah. like yeah, I still yeah, do. Like I meta- st- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like your yeah. metabolism was fast. I um. You know, I, I always, I tell people the story about the first time we worked together on a diet and you were like, cause I remember you used to, you used to do this thing where you would cut calories pretty hard or carbs pretty hard. And we would do a ton of cardio and I would kind of get flat throughout the week. And then yeah. the, first, the first time you said to me, okay, take tomorrow off. And I'm like, I don't think you know what that means. Right. Right. <laughs> and, you, and you said to me, it's okay. Do whatever you want. Right. And I think I gained 15 pounds that day. Right. Like right. I, the next day I woke up like 15 pounds heavier. And I was like, oh, I think he's going to be pissed. And I think I sent you my right. diet. You were like, oh, it's fine. Just keep going. Yeah. By, by the end of the week, 
I was two pounds lighter than the week before. Lighter than you week before. Yeah. And that's the key, I think. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what I mean. And it's funny, like, I got kind of away from that process a little bit because I, I trained a lot of amateurs and I, I kind of almost kind of got to a point where I felt sorry for them, yeah. like, like really taking them deep into the, yeah. into the diet and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, but there's a point where most people are like, man, I don't want to be flat. I don't want to be flat. And I'm like, listen, on the diet, you have to be flat. Yeah. Like you literally want to be flat because you want that skin to like kind of shrink down around a flat body so that when it fills up, then the all stretch. the depth. Yeah. You yeah. get the stretch, you get the depth of the muscle and everything. And that was one of the things we did, uh, you know, this year, like I like went kind of back to some of the things that, you know, yeah. like I was very, very big on and like we dug deep, you know, uh, so. I was talking to Josh about that, you know, and we kind of agreed that I think a lot of coaches get away from that now and they feed their client more. Yeah, they feel the, sorry for him a little bit. I don't know. I think they just want to feed them more and keep them full, but I feel full, like, yeah, I told Josh, I was like, I don't know if it's from working with you and you just got to set in my head, but I'm like, yeah. I'd rather suffer for four or five, six days and then take a day off. Yeah. And do it yeah. like to me, that's it's a joke. I could yeah. easily burn through six days, no problem. Sure, if I if I know that seventh day is like yeah. my, my refill, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So and I think that, yeah. you know, a lot and obviously everybody's protocols are different. And the things they yeah. do are different, and every athlete uh, is different. But, you know, I think that, and I, you know, I felt part of my problem was, I think, you know, I took some time off because, you know, I went through this whole process where I had so many athletes and yeah. I mean, one, one, at one point I had 12 athletes, you know, in the Olympia and I, I think back and I'm like, how the fuck is that even possible? I don't even know how the fuck I did that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, cause it was just go, 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 go. And I, and, um, and then I got kind of burnt out. So, I, and, and at this level, like there's no room for that because yeah. you're talking about people's careers. You're talking about like contracts and prize money and you're talking about a lot of money and so i felt like you know me mentally i didn't you know have that and there was a you know and then the other flip side of that was i you know we had just had kids and so i did not want to miss out on that like i yeah. felt like I, like if i missed out on that it was gone i'd never get yeah. that back yeah. so i so you know i basically kind of you know went there kind of you know hung out with the kids i kind of like regenerated and then when the kids got to a certain age they all became very involved in weightlifting and, uh, and yeah. like that then drove me back to like really like firing things up. And then of course, seeing, you know, the direction hearing people talk shit and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, let's go, let's, yeah. let's do yeah. some shit. Yeah. So I know you took a break and you know, in one of those Olympias that was my first Olympia, I think in the 2008 Olympia, you had like Dennis Wolf, Dennis James, I mean, I don't know, the, me, yeah. and you had a whole bunch of people, and I was like, yeah. holy shit. And I remember you barely could make it back to my room because you were too busy working. Just running. Like, it was yeah. a do-do-do-do, trying yeah. to get back to the next person, and, you know, it's, like, yeah. just yeah. fucking impossible. Like, yeah. it's just impossible, yeah. you know? So you took – I remember you taking a break after that. I think we worked together again in 2012, but you took some time off. Yeah. And then when did you make, like, a full comeback to, to decide to coach pros? So a couple of years ago, I started, like, I'm going to take on a few amateurs. Um yeah and just kind of play around with it a little bit. And I really enjoyed that. Like, you know, and I took on a lot of like, um, lifestyle people like that. So, and, and I, and I really loved that too. So, you know, I, I done a lot of that, just a few amateurs here, but a lot of lifestyle, you know, people just weight loss and, you know, people that had goals as far as weddings or, yeah. you know, class reunion, those types of things. Um, and then I became a little bit more driven and then, you know, 
uh, there was a couple of years ago when my youngest son was looking at a picture of Rami actually. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, how is this guy not Mr. Olympia? And I'm like, yeah. that's a good question, son. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how he is not Mr. Olympia. Yeah. And he's like, you should train him. You, you should get him ready for the Olympia. You should win the Olympia with him. And I'm like, yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? And so that was, you know, a couple of years ago. And then it just kind of transitioned. And then it was one of those things where, um, obviously we're both friends with Victor Martinez. And yeah. so, but I had, you know, I'd had a couple pros, like, I guess, you know, a few, few years, but this last year, like this year was the year, you know, I thought like, fuck it, I'm going all in. Like I'm yeah. going to put together a whole team. Like I'm going all in. Yeah. Um, or it was like last year, but uh, for 2020. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and, <laughs> and then of course, like 2020, you know, basically gets shut down, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and everything, but it was, uh, it was probably 18, about 18. I started like kind of pushing back in a little bit and decided like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Can I, the, one of the confusing things to me is you said you like training lifestyle people. And I'm like, how do you go from training like the most driven individual on earth, like Ronnie Coleman to train some guy for his way. Right. So I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, it's a whole different, um, like you, you get something completely different out of it. So like with Ronnie and those types of guys, like my whole drive is what can be created with the body how far is the body how far can it go how far can you take it what can be created from it um like my drive is to like see something that somebody's never seen before you know and you know like with ronnie like pushing the envelope to something that's just you look at and you're just blown away with lifestyle people i think it's so unique because like I had a lot of people that were, you know, super heavy and, you know, they lost 250 pounds and stuff. When you see that process and you see that person, it is the most rewarding thing you have ever seen. Um, You know, this, I had several people like that and, you know, they lost literally 200 fucking pounds. And it's like, um, you know, when you see like how you change their life and and the the direction that it goes and that like, just, you know, like they're literally in tears and then you're fucking in tears and like, (laughs) you know, it's just like, it's a unique, different scenario, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. So I get, I get that feeling. I've had a couple guys like that. I don't train a lot, a ton of lifestyle guys, but I I have a couple, but the thing that's different for me. So. When you say when you see them lose the weight, it feels great. And I totally, totally agree with you there. Yeah. I'll tell you, there's a couple things. It's the one that I'm talking about. So this person um, had never been like, she, like she was heavy. She was getting ready to get married. She had kids. She couldn't do anything with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like there was this whole process. Right. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, like she could do stuff with the kids. She sent me pictures of this. And no. then the first yeah. time she had like went to a ball game and yeah. these things. And then she was embarrassed to, to um, go to the kids. Like, um, yeah like you know outing stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah yes 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 events yeah. um exactly you know and yeah. then she's you know she's like this is the first time i've ever been to a school function and wow I'm like unfucking believable yeah that's gotta feel good yeah. Yeah. yeah but this where i was going with it is but they're not gonna the thing about coaching that i like is when you find an athlete that will do anything you say oh without a doubt so that's, the life the, the, but this is the problem i have with the lifestyle people because they're like yeah but i wanted to have a cookie you know what yeah, I mean? Like it's yeah, like they're, yeah, not, they're yeah. not as like crazy. They're either or like they yeah. become obsessed. Yes. Yes. Or they just become like, you know, like, well, um, you know, because there was one like I would follow them a little bit on social media and yeah. stuff, and I'll be like, "Hey, what did you do this weekend?" I'm like, Nothing. I'll be like, "No shit," because there's a picture of you at the Olive Garden, like, uh, you know, and they're like, "Oh, you've seen that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, right?" Um, 
I can't, I, I can't do that, man. I can't. I freak out. I'd be like, what the fuck is wasting my time? <laughs> and so you got to talk. And most of them, you know, a lot of them people just, you know, they, they kind of go through a little bit of a process and they lose a little bit of weight and then they kind of, and they probably end up, you know, fat again. But, yeah. but the ones that, pay attention and stuff like yeah. the, that's the ones that are super the rewarding, rewarding ones you, yeah. you can tell like that like you've changed their life and they will you know be that way if you like you literally set them in a different path like yeah that's that's the part that's cool about that um okay so we'll get into uh raw when did how did you hook up with rami so rami uh so we're both friends with victor yeah he was uh guest posing for victor last year and uh you know that we were kind of talking and so he called me and he's like hey or actually i shot him a message and i was like hey how did the show go mm-hmm. you know because some of the shows were up and down last year in 19 yeah. and so i was like hey man how'd your show go and this and that da, 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 da. i said so you had rami there and everything and he's like yeah show was down a little bit you know this and that da, 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 da. but you know it's kind of the way it's been across the board a little bit but um you know we had a decent crowd you know mm-hmm. uh because of rami da, da, da. And he's like it's funny because me and rami were just talking about you and, uh, and then that's kind of where it just yeah. kind of snowballed from there. Do you like that Rami calls you Mr. Chad? <laughs> okay, so I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. I think it's I think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> because the only other person that did it Nasser. was Nasser. I was yeah. just gonna say that. Yeah. He uh he called me Mr. Chad and then the and they were both they're both Egyptian. Yeah. And so the very first time that I um talked to to it was almost uh it almost blew me away. And then he left me a message one time yeah. and it sounded like Nasser. Oh god. And the way he did it and everything, I'm like, oh my gosh, that it was like it's weird, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I even told, you know, I even called him. I'm like, man, that was the weirdest message ever. And you know, and he I said because it sounded like a message that, you know, my good friend Nasser used to leave me and all these yeah. things. And um, but yeah, it's uh I, <laughs> it I love crazy. I love the Mr. Chad thing because it's like almost endearing. <laughs> It's, you know what I mean? Like it's his like his yeah, own thing. Yeah, like you, yeah, guys, right. you guys are you guys are so tight that he can call yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, he. Um, here's the thing. I mean, we clicked right off the bat. Yeah. Like right off the bat. That being said, I'm not really sure how anybody couldn't click with him no, because yeah. he is the. And I'm not just saying that because he's my athlete. Yeah. He is the greatest guy I've ever met. Like he yeah. is. Like I don't know how anybody could possibly ever say anything bad about him. No chance. I just sent him a, a congratulations after he won. And I didn't expect the response. He's responded right. to me before, but I he didn't respond to everybody. I know, but I, I thought this guy's got to have like 2000 messages. Oh, right yeah, so right. I'm like, there's no way, you know, maybe you'll see it like a month from now. Right. He sends me back a voice note and, and he's trying to get through it. You know, his English is right. 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 Good. Yeah. And he's like, I love you, brother. And I'm like, this guy is like, He's like, I, million, he's like, I hear everything you're saying about me online and blah, blah. And I'm like, this is the nicest human being. Yeah, that's I've, what I'm saying. Like, you know, what I, it's, is, it's crazy. And he's genuine. Like, yeah. look, some guys say that shit. You're like, ah, he's just, he's just saying yeah. that because he thinks yeah. that's what I want to hear or yeah. that's what people want to hear or whatever. He's a hundred percent genuine in everything he does. Yeah. Like yeah. everything yeah. he does. And um, I mean, you know, everybody, because everybody was telling me, you know, like, oh, do you think they're going to let somebody from, you know, like Egypt or, mm-hmm. you know, over here win the Olympian? I'm like, yeah. first of all, I go, I don't, I don't think it matters where you're from, but I go, anybody that knows Rami knows that he will be the greatest, one of the greatest representatives for this sport that we've ever had. Yeah. He will represent across the board because he is a genuine person. Yeah. Um, 
just a genuinely great person, you know, oh. and he's loved in Egypt. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. like the, and, and even the fans from there that like have showed me so much love, like the, like Egypt fans, like I've gotten so many messages, like I'm blown away, yeah. like yeah. this blown away, like how many like amazing messages that I got from, from over there. Like uh, it was like humbling, like very humbling. I saw the thing at the airport where they had congratulations yeah. draw me yeah. at the airport. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's something that only happens in like other sports. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You just so. don't see that. And there was something he I just seen on his thing where he got on a plane and they were literally talking about it. You know, yeah. announcing him on the plane and stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So when you hook up with them, there's a language barrier. How's that work? It was pretty good because he's got he's um, he speaks pretty good English and he's got a strong accent. Um, but I I mean like I never had really any problem with it because he sounds like Nasser to me. So. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, I mean, Nasser literally talked on a daily basis. And yeah. so, you know, there's some things that is a little bit, you know, there's, you know, like foods and stuff. Like there yeah. were certain foods, like when we were talking about like, the, you know, um, like water enhancers and stuff, yeah. like he, you know, he, he was telling me something. I'm like, what in the hell is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and so then, so, but he'll just send me a picture of it. And I'll be like, got it. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. And I mean, we haven't really had any issues. His English is pretty good, really. Did you um did you work with him off season? You worked with him off season too. Yeah. So I started working with him July of nineteen. And okay. then so but we kind of kept it a secret. Yeah. Um, just for the simple fact that we knew there was gonna be just a tremendous amount of, you know, hype and social media yeah. and all yeah. that bullshit. So we kept it a secret coming into um the Arnold. Nobody mm -hmm. knew who was working with him and we were just gonna kind of leave it at that. Um and so we kept it basically a secret all the way through. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, same thing, same thing with, you know, all the way I mean by that point everybody knew, but I mean I worked with him, you know, from that point on. So yeah. When you were working with him in the off season, he's was he living in he was in Egypt Egypt at the time, right? He was actually in Kuwait at the okay. beginning before the Arnold. How did that, how did that situation work? Cause I know the Kuwait guys, aren't they very like kind of territorial about their guys or like, how does that work? A little bit, but so, so he had already kind of parted ways, um, you know, with that, with yeah. the crew over there, he was at a different gym over yeah. there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so he was not training at, um, oh, two. You know, yeah, he wasn't training yeah. there. He's training at a different gym, which yeah. by far, which was also phenomenal. Like, dude, mm -hmm. they must have more phenomenal gyms yeah. in Kuwait than I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, but so he was training somewhere else. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, they are, it's, it's kind of different, but he was only over there for that portion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, cause basically what ends up happening is, you know, I prep him basically for the Arnold. Um, and then basically it doesn't go our way at the Arnold, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. prep actually went really well. Like yeah. I was a hundred percent happy with the prep. Um, but going in, you know, basically the carb load and those types of things but, but, but um, before we get all the way to the show i okay. want to ask you about the off season how how heavy was he when you started with him um okay so he had he was actually kind of down in weight because yeah. in 19 there was a possibility that he was thinking about maybe doing the olympia or not and, and this and this so in july he you know we we hook up and he's like what do you think i should do and i'm like the arnold Let's okay. do the Arnold. So, yeah. so his weight was relatively low for him yeah. considering in, in the off season. Yeah. Um, and so we went immediately up um, yeah. and, and, the, and then honestly, that was the starting point. Yeah. So at that point right there, we went to work. How like high, how high does he go? How high did you get him? So he's been as high as three fifty. with um, you. Yes. 
Yeah. Wow. So he got up to about, yeah, damn near 350. What are you Before think? the Arnold, before the Arnold, not before the Olympia, though. Yeah. Can you tell me, like, he's living in Kuwait. Do they have all the same foods? You're able to feed him exactly what you want him. Phenomenal, well, phenomenal foods. And he's getting yeah. whatever you want him to eat. Is he eating, everything? Is he eating, obviously he's eating some junk to get up to 350? A, a little bit, but man, I mean, it, you know, his junk. It's funny because even when I told him, I said, "Listen, you know, we're gonna. I want you to eat up some stuff." And he was more concerned about. He likes bread, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. wasn't like. Yeah. You know, junk, junk, you know, he'd have yeah. a little something here, a little treat here, a little treat there. But, you know, he was craving like breads and yeah. pasta type things. And very, things middle like East, very middle, very middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but his weight got up to a higher point before the Arnold because we had a longer kind of yeah. straight off season going yeah. in. So we basically had from July to December yeah. virtually um, to basically just cruise straight up. Um, so when I think of when I think of Rami's diet, and you dieting him, I'm like, that's kind of a perfect connection. Cause I'm like, I feel like you, your strategy works for somebody that has that much muscle because it's almost like you can die him as hard as you want to. And he's still going to be humongous. Big. And, and I adapt really well to big guys. Like yeah. I understand that whole process, um, yeah. how their body responds. I mean, it's a little bit different obviously because you know, you mess something up with a big guy. Yeah. You can't fix it in 24 hours. It takes a week to fix. Right. Yeah. Um, but I like, you know, that whole process as far as, you know, really like learning and adapting to, you know, how they do. And I mean, I've had a ton of big guys, you know, and yeah. every one of them was similar and different, you know, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. all similar and different. Rami, though, was completely different. Why? Completely different because he probably has the most efficient body I've ever seen. Really? How so? Yeah, just with mean? everything like everything across the board. So like, I'll tell you a couple things before we get to the show part. One yeah. of the, the, one of the first things that we did was, like I said, we went to work. Uh -huh. So what I did was even before we started the off season climbing, cause I knew we were going to, you know, we we're going to do that. Yeah. I started looking at what needed to be fixed. Okay. So one of the first things I knew we were going to have to do was we we're going to have to like open them legs up. So we started immediately deep tissue, like scraping okay, wait, one second, a lot Sorry. of stuff with the legs. Sorry, Chad, I don't mean to interrupt okay. you just because some of the people that watch the show are not, they're more casual. So what is it? What do you mean when you say open the legs up? So one of the, one of the knocks that he always had was like the depth and separation, separation. of his quads. Okay. And so, you know, I'm not going to point any fingers, but for whatever one of the teams did, basically the legs were basically a mess. So we yeah. knew that we had to, we had to open them up. We had to, we had to break up a lot of, you know, tissue Start in tissue, there. Yeah. Exactly. We had to open that up. So we went and a lot of deep, deep tissue right from the get go. So that's something we've literally been doing now for a year. A lot of just scraping deep into those separations to get deep, deep into those separations, yeah. Yeah. Um, breaking up like that outer quad just to, so, it, you know, that sweep and the, and the way that yeah. everything lays is better. Yeah. That was the first thing. Um, one of the other things was like mobility. So we knew that like when he would hit front double or rear double, his elbows were pointed forward. Mm -hmm. And so he was unable to really activate a lot of like, you know, the back. Yeah. So we started stretching that, that, you know, those shoulders out a lot, basically opening that, you know, range of motion up as far as that. So we could basically activate a lot more through the, through the back and stuff. That was yeah. one of the things that we did. And then we started to like fine tune everything, basically trying to learn as much as we possibly could, how his body responded and, and everything. And his body just took off. And so I knew right from the get go, 
his body's really sensitive to everything. Um, and going into the Arnold, the prep was pretty flawless, really. Like, I mean, going into it to that point, I was really, really confident going into it. And I knew that, you know, the one thing that like Ronnie and Gunther and, and Nasser and Dillett, like, you know, they're all big guys. They're all right at 300 pounds. The one thing they had in common is they all needed a tremendous amount of carbohydrates. Yeah. Tremendous amount. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. they could just eat and eat and they had to continuously eat to stay full or they immediately flattened out. Yeah. yeah. I knew he wasn't going to be like that, but I thought okay. you know, like, look, he's still 300 pounds. Yeah. He's going to need a certain amount. So I went in kind of with like this moderate approach. So I went in kind of like what I would probably half of what I would have normally yeah. thought that we were going to do yeah way overboard way yeah. too much yeah. eight hours 10 pounds up so we went from 300 to 310 eight hours holy fuck before the uh before the arnold is, now, that, at this like, point, is that like the wednesday wednesday before yeah, yeah. And yeah. so i at this point realized we're fucked and uh <laughs> yeah so so i knew we were fucked so, <laughs> so why you can't you can't yeah, you didn't think you could bring it back no, I knew we were never bringing it back. Like I knew no chance. So I knew we we're just basically trying to salvage whatever okay. we could. Well, one sec, I have to interrupt you. I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Just because. So I, one of my best, best, best preps ever with you, we did a dirty meal and then a clean meal. Right. And we went back to back for like, I think two days. Is that kind of what you were doing? Or was it all clean food? It was all clean food with simple sugars. So okay. we were okay. pounding simple sugars. Okay. So we had done, we had literally only got through two simple sugar meals so it was like two four five comes around and we're like holy shit like and i'm and i look at him and i'm like dude what do you weigh and it was literally like 311 pounds and i'm like wow fuck and he had been like 301 and i was uh, i was like did, did you fuck. did you deplete him or was it just like why did he fill up so we, fast you know we, we 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 didn't deplete him way deep but he was a right. little bit depleted yeah his body is so efficient it just Wow. Just, just uh, so, so then at this point now we're we're cutting everything back. We're pulling water. We're cutting water. We're trying to basically eliminate everything that we possibly can. Yeah. So we get him to a point where he's okay, like you know, so so. Um, but he is completely carb loaded, right? So yeah. I'm thinking like you know he's still big. We got to pump up. And so he goes backstage. We're sitting there. We don't take his clothes off. He takes his pants off. And I'm like, listen, don't over pump your legs. Like, yeah. I don't, like the, we got to keep your legs opened up. I go, just do like 10, like just little kind of body weight squats. Right. And I'm sitting there watching his leg and it just explodes. Like each rep. <laughs> I'm like, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> don't, and, and don't do any more of those. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then he looks, I look at his leg and I'm like, fuck. And his leg is just blown up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you realize that glycogen is just sitting there just waiting, waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just boom. Um, and, you know, and then and of course, you know, at prejudging, he was way too big, way too full and spilled yeah. some. We, yeah. we cleaned it up for the night show and he looked, you know, he looked better. Yeah. But, you know, the the problem with that is if we wouldn't have went through that. Mm -hmm. we would have never been able to accomplish what we did at the yeah. Olympia. Yeah. No yeah. chance. Like, you know, yeah. we would have never, we would have absolutely, because at no point am I thinking a 300 pound guy is not going to be able to at least carb load a little yeah. bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to give him something or he's just going to flatten out because you're 
you know, at the, you know, at that point, you're, you know, with the diet and the way the body, as far as conditioning wise and where everything's at, your body is just a furnace. Like you're burning up everything. And he is different. Like he is just the most efficient, like every little thing you do with him. And, and again, this is where people, I can tell you are way off the mark because most people are going to look at him and go to get that big, you got to do more. And yeah. he is just the opposite. Yeah. To get big with him, you actually have to do less because you have to be able to control certain functions within the body. Yeah. So more will just make it a bigger mess. That's yeah. basically yeah. all it's done. And I and I believe 100% that's what everybody did. They just yeah. kept making a bigger mess of everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, a couple things. Do you, Well, first, do you think – well, first, actually, I want to give you props because one of the – coolest things you said about that entire process is that when you first grabbed them you assessed the flexibility mobility and the scar tissue everything which i would highly doubt anybody else did like i mean i don't know i I feel like when other coaches take over the first thing they do is okay diet training diet training yeah they don't ever think okay let's pick apart your body and figure out how we can fix it right in other ways right that's, that's really cool first of all but second of all i know rami exploded in size pretty quickly like people show pictures of when he first started working out Obviously, if you're saying this stuff, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he must have took all this other shit and IGF and all this other crap. And I'm like, the way you're talking about it kind of makes me feel like he's just a genetic marvel. Like he's, yeah, you know what I mean? It it wasn't, it wasn't a chemical thing. Yeah. And here's the other crazy part. So like genetically, he is just that crazy. But the other freaky, freaky part of him Mm. is that at his highest body weight. Yeah. So at his highest body weight that we had, I think it was 300 and... You said 350. 50. It was close to 350 yeah. pounds yeah. and stuff. Yeah. His blood pressure was, I believe, I'm, t- I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. It was, I, it was like 126 over 65 or something like that. And I'm guessing he doesn't take blood pressure medication. No, nothing. How can you be 350 Dude, and not... I- and not have a little bit of elevated yeah. blood pressure. His, his blood pressure was absolutely perfect, oh, as was his entire blood panel. That's incredible. Yeah. And that was in the middle of offseason at 350 pounds. How old is he? 35, I believe. 35. That's absolutely incredible to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would never guess somebody at 350 would have a, yeah. an, a normal yeah. or even better than normal. I haven't seen anybody ever. No. Ever. Ever. You know, like the majority of bodybuilders I talk to are taking some type of blood pressure medication. Some type of blood pressure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. isn't that? Oh, that's incredible. Um, and, but I think, but I think that, and just that, you know, people talk about genetics, mm-hmm. um, you know, structure genetics, and being yeah. able to stay lean, and all of those. What they don't realize is that in itself is yeah. an absolute genetic, you know, wonder because. Yeah you know, basically the body is not, you know, responding to anything that you are putting in it. It's basically just, you know. Yeah. Well, I feel like if your body's not stressed, you're just going to perform that much better. If your organs aren't stressed, your heart's not stressed. Yeah. So after the Arnold, you guys have a little off season together. Now you're not trying to get them any bigger, are you? So here's the thing. So most people don't realize his whole story. So, so we go to the Arnold, of course, it's a disaster in, in my mind because unless he wins, then I'm not yeah. satisfied. Yeah. So, you know, but at the end of the day, we got as many questions, answers as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's still a process to go through, but I was pretty confident at this point. Like I knew like 
I knew what we were going to yeah. do. And I had basically at least enough confidence to know that the next time he stepped on stage, he was going to be phenomenal. Our goal was to then go to Australia okay. right after um, the Arnold there. He, but this is when everything starts to lock yeah. down. Yeah. He flies to Kuwait. He is um, there and they are now saying they're going to lock down. Yeah. So we're on the phone. He's like, what should I do? And I'm like, man, I don't know. I said, my thinking is Australia will then probably lock down too. Yeah. He's like, Tony's telling everybody to get there. I'm yeah. like, can you, can you get out? He's like, there's one flight. I can take it. It's the last flight out. So he hops on the literally last flight out of Kuwait, yeah. flies to Dubai, yeah. lands in Dubai. And at that point is instantly told Australia is canceled. Okay. He now can't fly back to Kuwait because Kuwait is locked down. Yeah. So this is basically, you know, like the second week of March. Yeah. So he can't go anywhere. His family is now in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. He is in Dubai and he is, he ends up being stuck there until July. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Dubai completely locks down at one yeah. point. So he, he then they start locking down. So all the gyms are closed, but he's got access to like some sheik's private gym. Yeah. Then they locked everything down. Yeah. So he, yeah. he basically isn't able to train. Wow. On April 24th is the beginning of Ramadan. Mm -hmm. So he, we can basically only get three meals in from April 24th through May 25th. Yeah. So basically what we did was we, I told him, I said, look, Let's just use this as a downtime. Let's detox the body. Let's heal up any you know, nagging injuries. Let's just, let's just, you know, recoup and make the best out of it. So mm -hmm. from March virtually until July, yeah. nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah. He probably trained, you know, I don't know, two dozen times or something yeah. like it wasn't very much. Yeah. July starts coming around and now things are starting to open back up. Um, he still can't get out, but he, they end up, uh, cause I don't think he can still get into Kuwait, but he could get into Egypt. So he okay. flies to Egypt, family flies to Egypt. Now they're in Egypt. Okay. Now we start looking at what we're going to do. And at this point we're like, there was a show. I want to say it's like November 5th or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that that's actually perfect. Like we have all this time. We can get ready for that show. It's no oh, problem. Was, What's, yeah. It was like Spain November show. 5th or something. Yeah. Spain. Spain show. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just do that show. It's like a month and a half, you know, whatever from the Olympia. I go, that's perfect. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of have our sights set on that. We're kind of cruising into it. And then we find out it's not going to be a qualifier for this year. It's a qualifier for next year that they're yeah. going to cut the qualifiers off in October. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck so oh now, you so originally we, it wasn't spain you picked romania probably it was november 5th yeah i think that yeah, was romania yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or the british grand prix or something like yeah, that. One yeah, other, yeah 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 it was like november 5th or something yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is um because we figured like it's a month and a half out like we we just figured it was a qualifier still yeah, yeah. and um but it didn't end up being a qualifier mm -hmm. so they had shut them off in october so then then we're like shit yeah, now yeah. what do we do yeah. um so i start looking at everything and i'm like listen we can make this i said well we can, i can get you to 90 percent for that show and that'll qualify yeah. it was the top three yeah we can we can definitely do it yeah can you get a visa he's like we don't know because the place where he lives in egypt is shut down you got to go through this big process so we we thought the whole time like 
it's a 50 50 chance yeah, if we're yeah. going to get a visa so he ends up having to go to cairo which is like over three hours away drives to cairo he's there all day he calls me back he's like just like super excited he's like we have the visa we yeah. can go everything's done we're like yeah. we're going yeah I'm like, perfect. He goes like 24 hours before I got to go be tested and go through some little process about, you know, the travel restrictions. We're all good. Calls me back the next day, like, like in tears almost. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, uh, you know, Mr. Chad, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I went to the thing and they say I test positive for COVID. And I'm like, what? And he's like, the government tested me and I tested positive for COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, so you can't travel? He goes, I can't travel for 14 days because it's a government that tested yeah, him, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is never ending, right? At this point, he's like, you know, what do I do? Like, I've literally tried to do everything. I tried to go to Australia. I tried to do all this shit. I've wasted my family for six months. Like, yeah. now I'm tested positive for COVID. So I called Jim and I'm like, this kid has been through fucking hell all year. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's got COVID, da, 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 da. So I send him the, the you know, the positive test. And I'm like, yeah. here's the positive test to the government. I'm like, what, how can we, like, how can we, I said, I'm telling you, this kid look, is going to look phenomenal. How yeah. do we get this kid to the Olympia? And just at that time, Flex Lewis had just had dropped, dropped the out. Yeah. Oh, that's he right. Got yeah. it. Remember he had got the invite, but yeah. then he had to yeah. drop out of it. That's right. Yeah. Which leaves the invite open. That's right. And so he's like, they're like, listen, we think that this is probably, uh, you know, about as good a reason to give an invite as possible. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if we could do that, that would be spectacular. And then that's the first process going into the invite. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then the rest of this. So before is. we move on, let me ask you about that. So there's a ton of controversy about it. Right. Some, some channels are like, show your test, prove your test, right. blah, blah, blah. How, how did he feel about that? Because I heard Dennis, you know, I was talking to Dennis James about it. And Dennis said that Rami doesn't even pay attention to that kind of shit. Right. So I don't know. Was he upset about it? Did he even see it? Or he was wasn't it really, he was wasn't some... really that upset about it and stuff. Yeah. And um, so we, so we, everybody, like, listen, I sent the positive test to Jim Mannion yeah. that day. Like, yeah. so, so, you know, the IFB, obviously they would have to have the test. Yeah. Um, I sent it to them that day. And then, I sent it to Dan Solomon as well. So then originally they were going to put it, you know, they were going to put it out there, but then they were, I guess they were kind of back and forth. The whole thing has got all of his personal stuff on it because it's okay. got his, it's yeah. got his passport number and like uh, there's like a medical number and yeah. Like, yeah. it's like all of it. Right. So yeah. you literally have to black out all of this kind of stuff. And um, you know, I asked Rami, I said, do you care if they put it out? He's like, no, you know, this yeah you know, use it. But I guess there was, I don't know, some reason why like legally they didn't want to put yeah. it out there and stuff. Yeah. But, but the main thing was the IFBB had the positive test. The, you know, Dan Solomon had the positive test, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like I said, so. Anyway, so, it. so now you, you're how far away from the Olympia? You're like eight weeks. At yeah. That yeah. At that point. And where is he conditioning wise? Is he on track? Is he behind? He's on track. Yeah. yeah. He's on, he's, well, actually, at that point, he's probably a little ahead yeah. because we had, you know, planned on doing Spain. Yeah. So, um, so he was, he was probably at about three Oh two, about three Oh two right then. Um, so what I did was I took him up a week. So I, I basically said like, eat, let's get yeah. your calories up. Um, his weight jumped to about three ten. Yeah. Three fifteen actually. And then we just started like the gradual diet yeah. back down. Yeah. When you diet Rami, is it 
are we still doing like the deplete all week cheat or is it more? So we like- did something completely different. So basically um, I went really old school with him. What is and that? so I took him low, low carbs. So yeah. every week I went down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so there was, so from, this is no shit too, from Spain, yeah. we had the week. So we took yeah. that week, we took, we went up when we knew that we weren't going to do it, took his mm-hmm. weight up. So he was basically able to eat whatever he wanted for a week. Mm-hmm. That was the last cheat that he had until the Olympia. Um, that was it. So that was, you know, like I said, eight, seven weeks out, eight weeks out for the next five weeks, almost six weeks. We just gradually went down, down 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 D- diet would change about every five to seven days yeah. and they would just kind of change a little bit but it yeah. would just it just kept going a little bit lower a little bit lower a little bit lower and and that was the point where i told him i said okay so this is where things are going to get tough because we're getting ready to take you right to the point of crashing like the body yeah. crashing and once we get there we're going to shift gears and then we're going to start to manipulate the diet up and down with a little bit higher and lower stuff. So you're going to feel a lot better after that point. But before you get there, you're going to feel like at some point you're yeah. dying, like yeah. literally dying. You're going to be yeah. head fog. I mean, like you're going to be bad. Like it's going to be a place where you have never went before. And like, I ever. remember, I remember that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, and, how low did his carbs get? I mean, there was probably three weeks where he was under 150 grams. Wow. For a guy that big, man, yeah. that's crazy. And he was doing two hours of cardio um, plus training. And um, yeah, wow. I mean, it was, it was tough. When you do your, are you still doing high, like super high protein with your diets or no? It depends. Like with him, he didn't do a lot. I mean, he wasn't super high protein, right? right? Because yeah. again, very efficient body. So he, you know, he was probably, um, eight ounces, seven, eight ounces. Yeah. Yeah. Seven to eight ounces. Yeah. And it's weird. He's the only guy that I've ever dieted that loves fish, loves fish. Yeah. Everybody. hates. Dude, they all hate fish, you know, because he's he's a a fisherman. fisherman. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and, uh, because there was a point where I'm like, listen, I said, I'm going to put the chicken in. I said, well, you know, cause I put the fish in and I go, listen, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put the you know chicken back in. And he goes, Oh, uh, can I substitute the the fish for the chicken? And he's like, I'm like, seriously. I said, you seriously, you want to do that? And he's like, Oh, I love fish. I love fish. He can eat fish at every meal. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. We don't have to put any chicken in. (laughs) So are you doing, are you doing added fats? Cause he's doing mostly fish or you doing no fats. So at the beginning, so like at that, you know, six, seven week point, we had a little bit of almond butter in and a little bit carbs were actually a little bit higher, um, proteins, moderate, what I would say. And then as we started to come down, both the carbs and the fats dropped. So you're doing like protein and vegetables. Yep. Yep. Wow. I mean, there was a, there was a point at the lowest, lowest point where there was two meals in there with, with just proteins and greens. Dude. Dude, last I, meal too. Last meal was and not to keep going on about my diet, but I remember we used to do, there was a couple meals in my six me out of my six that were just protein shake. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you would say the meal would literally say meal three, 50 grams away. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you drink yeah. it and you're like done. Yeah. And I remember those days doing two hours of cardio. And I remember the second, the night session, I would get up there and after like seven minutes, it'd be a 45 minute session. After like seven, eight minutes, I would go hypo. Uh, yeah yeah and i'm like and i'd be shivering and sweating i the stairmaster would be like on level two right <laughs> and, I, and i'm hanging on for dear life and i'm like i gotta finish chad said 45 minutes yeah. 
and I would literally hypo the rest of the way. The rest of the thing. Here's yeah. what's here's what's crazy. So we got to a so we got to a point we're about we're about four weeks out and he was deep in now, yeah, like he yeah. was deep in and, yeah. and he was, you know, at that point you're second guessing everything. You're like, what yeah. the fuck am I doing this for? And, yeah. you know, and it's like one of his friend calls me and he's like, listen, man, I think he's sick. Uh, do you think I should take him to the hospital? I go, no, you shouldn't take him to the fucking hospital. <laughs> I go, I go, he he's dieting. I go, this is yeah. what he's supposed to feel like. Yeah. He, should I feed him the, I, I called a friend of mine who's a doctor and, and he thinks he should eat. I go, no, he shouldn't fucking eat. <laughs> and at that point, and I called Dennis James and I'm like, Dennis, we got to get him here yeah. now. Like yeah. he needs to be here now because when you go into that point mm-hmm. and listen, your brain ain't working. You can't think of anything like you're sec- You're like, is this really what I want to do? Like, yeah. you know, you feel terrible. And the, the funny thing is, you know, like I, I said, you know, to his friend, I said, you check his blood pressure. Yeah, it's perfect. I said, you check his blood sugar. Yeah, it's perfect. I go, exactly. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go, he, trust me, he's going to feel worse. I said, this ain't going to get any better. He's going to continue to get worse over the next two weeks because that's where we're headed. Like we're headed to the point of just breaking and then we're going to shift gears. And so I called him and I, you know, I told him, I said, listen, we got to, you got to get to Phoenix. I said, because you need to be around somebody that has went through that. And I said, Dennis has went through it. Dennis has went through it. He has felt like death. He has felt because, I mean, you know how it is at, at some point at that lowest point, you feel like you're dying. Yeah. Like you feel like your body is just shutting down. You're going to yeah. die. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I told him, I said, you, you've just got to hang in there. Just get the yeah. shit done. Just do yeah. it. I said, yeah. because I can promise you, I said, you've got to go through this. But when you stand on stage, I said, you're going to be fucking proud of what you went through yeah and uh you know and i said plus i said we're going to get to a point where we shift gears and you're going to be shocked at how good you feel with just a little bit more food you know and um and then you know luckily like two days later he was in phoenix and and you know we were cruising so did you and james you and dennis james have this plan all along to get him there The, the game plan was actually originally we thought we'd probably need to get him there about five weeks out earlier yeah um or a little bit earlier but then it was just trying to you know get everything worked out and i think everything was like with the diet was going so good like it was mm-hmm. just, like just perfect and i think rami kind of seen how he was looking and how everything was going and so it was such a, you know, like a smooth process and, and his confidence and everything was building because of how great he looked, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But then all of a sudden the diet just smashed him. And yeah. then it was like, holy shit. And yeah. at that point we were like, get the Phoenix, get the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of questions. One, do you think it seems like he's never been there before? Like he didn't, it seems like everybody else who coached him before, probably kept his calories pretty high all the way through. I'm, I'm sure because most people, again, feel sorry for you. You feel like, oh, my God, I feel terrible. I can't move. I can't move. And they're like, oh, well, let's feed you. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't ever go anywhere, right? And, uh, like, unfortunately, there's a point where you've just got to look beyond that. And you've got you've to be like, listen, man, you got to not only, not only do I need you to keep going, I need you to step on the gas, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what I told Dennis. I said, you know, because – like I have a way I want him to train in the off season and things do and stuff. But when he got to Phoenix, like, listen, I'm a hundred percent, you know, uh, confident in what Dennis does. Like yeah. I, I told him, I said, dude, do your thing. You yeah. know, yeah. I said, do your thing. I know what you're, you're the best at what you do, do your thing. 
But I said, what I do want is I want you to empty the tank yeah. every fucking day in that gym. When yeah. he walks out of that gym, I want him done. I yeah. want it done. I want like an extraordinary calorie burn there. And I want you digging deep, deep yeah. into the muscle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what we did, you know? And, and I mean, that it's funny because the videos that they were putting out, mm-hmm. that's, that's all they saw was like those, like last sets, drop sets right? and stuff yeah, yeah at yeah. the end you know yeah. and so everybody's like you know like freaking out like that's the only thing we were doing or something yeah dennis was laughing about that he's like yeah. he's like since when are drops it's a bad thing i'm like i don't, yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know i fucking did it my whole career um it sounds to me like and, and i don't correct me if i'm wrong like dennis's role is almost as big as yours like carrying him into because yeah, i mean one of the th- sorry one of the things i noticed was on stage, I feel like judges' eyes will go to the most confident person. Sure. And on stage, I felt like, you know, when Phil was getting tired, Rami was getting without more, a doubt more without energized. a doubt. Yep. And I felt like that was Dennis's influence of posing. Absolutely. Posing Absolutely. So yeah. we went old school with that. You know, I mean, you know what Dennis does with yeah. that. You know, we went, you know, he, he posed him three and four and five times a day yeah. Yeah. Um, for 10 counts. And, yeah. you know, and like I said, like, that's the stuff that Dennis is so good at. And, you know, he, and again, Rami felt like dying, but he, you know, he got it done, you know, and and Dennis was like, listen, we got to get this done. And, you know, Dennis didn't let off of him. And Rami's like, listen, I can barely move. And Dennis is like, listen, there ain't no time for you to, you know, be tired on stage. We got to get this shit done. We got to get this done. We got to do this again. We got to do it again and we got to do it again. Um, And Dennis just kept pounding that, pounding that. But if you notice um, when he was on stage, he was the first guy in his shot. Yep. Last guy out of his shot. He could have went 15 more rounds. Yeah. He wasn't tired. He wasn't winded. He wasn't breathing through his stomach. He, he was locked in. You could see the confidence building as he went. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and that was, was, uh, it was very branch Warren esque. Yeah. You know, like you see Branch on stage from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Yeah. And he would get stronger by the end yeah. while everybody else is dying. Yeah. And I, I was watching a live stream and I was, we were doing our own little commentary and uh, I was blown away. He was just standing there and I'm like, this yeah. guy weighs 300 pounds and he's outposing everybody else. Everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, a, I'm like, and I kept telling the guys, I'm like, this is Dennis's work. This yeah, is, he, he must have, he must have just killed them all for like yeah. three weeks straight. Just, just pounded it, pounded yeah. it. And, you know, the great thing was like, I mean, because me and Dennis are good friends. So, yeah. again, like, Dennis had went through my process. So he knew yeah. what it was like yeah. to feel like that. So he was yeah. able to basically help Rami get through that, you know, yeah. where, yeah. where somebody else that hasn't went through it, they just don't understand it. They can act like they understand it, yeah. but they just don't. Uh-huh. Um, so Dennis was able to do that. Um, you know, I, I basically, and, and we communicated back and forth, you know, on the posing, like tweaking this. I'm like, you know, I'd be like, Hey, tweak this and tweak that. Da, 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 da. And, you know, we'd kind of go back and forth. He'd ask me what I thought and I'd ask him what he thought. And we would kind of, you know, came up with, you know, how we would, how, what we thought was the best. But again, what he's great at is just fucking like pulling all yeah. of that shit out of you just, yeah. you know, over and over. And I mean, he was literally doing 10 counts yeah. and we did that all the way through the show. Like we were doing that Thursday. Yeah. We were doing that, you know, I mean, like we we're all the way through boom, boom. So the muscle was just, you know, ready for it. Hold well, it, hold it. One of the things about Dennis is he's very um, convincing 
And I think because of his track record, everybody, like every bodybuilder just has a ton of respect for Dennis. Absolutely. So it's almost like you, I don't think you could say no to him if he was like, you know what I mean? He's he's very persuasive that way. So, and it was one of, and it was one of those points where I said, listen, man, there's going to be a point where like we push it right to the edge. And I go, that's where I want to take it. Like right to the edge, you know, and Dennis and Dennis knew where that was. And then like, you know, he got to a point where he could just barely move. He almost, you know, was just dragging ass. Dennis had to drag him back to the car (laughs) this one time. And, uh, and that was it. Like, and Rami was like, you know, he was at the point where he's just like, like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. But we knew that's where, that's where we had to go. Like we Mm. had to go there Mm. from there. We shifted gears. And like two days later, like Rami sending me pictures with big smiles on his face. And, you know, like he realized, you know, like where he went, through and how he felt now and yeah. the crazy thing was we'd went to that point we had upped everything and just started manipulating things and man his body just shifted gears and went so like, when you say when you say you you, you shift gears you probably you're talking about carb cycling things like yeah, that. yeah 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 so we were yeah. just taking it up i'd raise it and then drop it raise it and then yeah. drop it we yeah. were watching the body just kind of follow it so i may like i'd watch the body watch the body and then i'd drop it and then yeah. you know hit it for two days and then boom pull it back up and watch the yeah. body watch the body boom drop it yeah. and you could just see like he, he was just dropping drop it like it didn't yeah. matter i could raise the carbs and he would just keep burning straight through it and you yeah. and he was telling me like i'll eat just instantly start sweating and like yeah. that's the shit you want man that's what you want yeah i was gonna yeah. say that's the shit you want man you know the body's in a groove at that point yeah yeah. So you get to the show, you still doing the carb load Wednesday or you started earlier? So here's what we did. So I didn't carb load at all. So okay. that, that shit was done, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so basically again, the body was so efficient. There was a lot of different things. So three weeks out, I basically kind of transitioned some things over, but we were pretty low on carbs at three weeks out. That was the point where I didn't expect to go any lower. And yeah. then at two weeks out, I basically transitioned the foods to exactly what they would be on the week of the show. Yeah, yeah. So the exact foods, but just a little bit lower than he would eat on, the, on so, the show. So like some more red meats and stuff like that. So, yeah. So we had, you know, and basically we stayed with red meat and fish. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we would have just a little bit. So let's say, um, for instance, you know, I think the highest I went up was about 350 grams weight of yeah. rice yeah. so i was at about 250 grams of weighted rice um yeah. the yeah. week before so i basically kind of laid it out we kind of had you know kind of at that point and basically all i was trying to do is balance the mm-hmm. carbs mm-hmm. instead of load the carbs so i was trying to get the body balanced out two weeks out and then we just kind of gradually increased them over about a three-day period from 250 to 350 mm-hmm. so we just kind of gradually you know so like that sunday that monday that tuesday and then we just rode it straight through the show i see i see yeah. so it's nice easy cruise right in stable the body was stable there was no fluctuation yeah. we kept two and a half gallons of water in all the way till thursday yeah. then on friday we had about a gallon shut it off at about four o'clock and yeah. just right through yeah. Wow, man. Well, so when he walked on stage at the pre-judging, did you know? Yeah, I do immediately. I can knew right away. Walked, yeah, I could tell because I was sitting to the side. I could see the side of his leg twitching and I'm like, <laughs> game over. It's over. You in the side of the leg. You're always yeah. looking. You're out, that's okay. For those of you who don't know, Chad's signature thing that he looks at is the side of the leg, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what he would I always, always I'm like, dude, you got to drop down on that leg a little bit more. <laughs> that shit's firing everywhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> So you knew right away. 
I could tell because like I said, I could see him walk out and I was looking for certain things. Um, stomach nice and flat and tight mm-hmm. side of the leg was twitching when he moved. And, uh, I knew at that point, like, you know, I knew. What did you think of Phil when you saw him? Did you know he was down from previous years? So, so here's the thing. Um, when he first walked out, so he was number six. So I knew I was going to get to see them really close. Rami was four. He was six. So I knew I was going to get to see him pretty close. When he first walked out, I could tell the stomach was still an issue. So I knew yeah. that instantly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was instantly. But again, I could start to see shit moving. So at the beginning, I was like, okay, like he's in pretty yeah. good shape. Yeah. Um, I watched him go through the poses. I could tell size-wise he was down a little bit. The arms were a little down. The legs were a little down. Turned around glutes weren't like right where they totally sharp yeah Yeah, Yeah. but but not bad like you know not bad but then when he walked off stage the stomach was worse yeah and so i knew that that was going to be a problem i like i knew instantly that it was going to be a problem yeah i i knew from the pre from where so like i said we were watching a live stream and the first time he walked out i was like phil looks good yeah i was the same way when he came back I was like, he seems like he faded a bit. And also yeah. he seemed like as he got more tired, the stomach started to come out more. He, yeah. His stomach yeah. breathed through it and stuff. But I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, what, what I, what I think was originally I thought, okay, he's downsized a little bit. He, maybe he's a little flat. And then as I started to watch him, I realized that he didn't have any control over his stomach. Yeah. He couldn't control it. He couldn't yeah. feel it. Um, and so I think in in the, at the end of the day, what ended up happening was he's had two major, major evasive surgeries through that stomach. Um, I think that that stump, he doesn't have control over it. I have a feeling yeah. there's portions of that that's numb. Yeah. That's been completely opened up. You have to go back because not just with the posing and stuff, but I think the difference was the density of the muscle. Like normally he's got this unique look to the muscle. Um, He didn't have that this time. And I have a feeling that's because he can't train the way he normally does because he can't put pressure on that stomach. Um, And it's just, it's just a downfall of an injury that basically just halted what he could possibly do. Um, I think at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, nothing against him i think his body just ended up with that injury and i think it will limit what he can do for the rest of his life basically do you think do you think he should or will retire i, th- I think he 100 percent should retire do you yeah. think he would do you think he will i don't know if he will or not but i think he should because again it, it isn't going to matter um he isn't ever going to be able to train the way he needs to, the way that stomach is. I can tell you that right now, he's just never going to be able to load pressure on that stomach. I don't think he can feel it, but at the same time, he's not going to be able to do it. So therefore he's never going to have that dense look to the muscle and to do it, he would have to push the boundaries of what that stomach is probably capable to withstand, which puts him back in another injury scenario. It's not worth, it's not worth the risk for and everything that he's accomplished. Um, you know, like everything that he's done in his career, he, he's still going to go down as one of the greatest Mr. Olympias of all time. Yeah. Um, I personally don't want to, th- like, I don't want to remember him worse. No, you I know, understand know what I mean. But I also see it from the athlete's point of view in a sense that, I mean, still third at the Olympia is pretty amazing. Oh, and there's no doubt. There's like no he doubt. could still win an Arnold. He could still, sure. you know what I mean? But I do agree with you. I think, and I, I personally, and this is not a knock on Phil because I have the same issue. I don't feel like it's just from the surgeries. 
I feel like his stomach has gotten thicker just as he's got, as he's gotten bigger, gotten bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I think possible. it's, I think it's both is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, My, I just noticed that he, he couldn't control it at all. Like when he, cause he, you know, I mean, he had to be aware of it. Right. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, that's, he knew, he knew that the one thing that he was going to be nitpicked was that stomach. And when he, from every angle, like he couldn't control it. Couldn't bring so it I in. don't, yeah. So I don't think he can feel it. I think it's yeah. numb. It's just like any surgery when you yeah. cut that, you know, abdominal wall completely open. Yeah. Like, there's going to be limited feeling there. Well, control. I'll tell you, I'll tell you from my own personal experience because I had the same surgeon he did. Oh, okay. So I had two umbilical, I had an umbilical hernia and then one just above it. And when they did the surgery, I can no longer flex this side of my abs. Yeah. You know, I really got, I have like a perfect T at the top. Right. This side of the T won't, won't flex. flex. Yeah. So that's why I think you could be right. Yeah. That that's a lot that has a lot to do with it. But I also saw the thickness in his waist. Yeah. Because one of the things I noticed, there's another thing I noticed that I've had to also do is when he pulls up for that front double, he used to open up real wide. Right. And now he kind of scrunches down on his down stomach a little bit. to make yeah. it look smaller. Yeah. And it ruins the whole pose. Whole, yeah, the whole Be look of his. You because know, I think yeah. if he opens up all the way, it'll pull the stomach come, out. Yeah. Yeah. Out. yeah. So I think there's a couple of things there working against him. But I mean, like you said, he's got nothing to prove. Um, nothing. Yeah. As far as Rami goes. Do you see another, and I know probably people have asked you this before, but do you see another Ronnie scenario? Like, do you see a guy that has that kind of potential? I mean, he's obviously, you know, him and Ronnie are totally two different bodybuilders, but I believe that he has the potential to dominate for several years because I still think that he um, can improve. I think, you know, this is the leanest he's ever been and the body's only willing to go so far. Yeah. Um, next year we can, we can go here and then fight for, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, you know, we can add, you know, we need to work on lower lat, you know, uh, thickness and, and yeah. we, you know, add a little bit of tissue there upper chest. I still think we can add into, I think we can, you know, dig out the hamstrings even a little bit more. Um, I, I mean, there's areas that we can improve, you know, I think even more tricep, like I think that there's areas that can, you know, improve that will just continue to set him apart mm -hmm. um, for the next several years. You know. I think if he can develop the lower lats, I don't think anybody beats him in any pose. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Because that was the only pose I think he lost in was the back yeah. double. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep you too long. I just want to go, go through a couple things. So I just want to go through this real quick. This is for those of you who don't know, this is Chad's Instagram. It's the diet doc. Uh you yes. put the, you put this up today. This is crazy. Oh, I just put that one up. Yeah. That was Thursday night. This is nuts. Yeah. Like so how? that's so. Here's the thing. That's Thursday night. He's yeah. had two and a half gallons of water right there. Yeah. Um. That was right after Meet the Olympians. So you, I mean, you know how that is. You're on yeah. your feet for, yeah. you know, three yeah. hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, you know, we we're he just got tanned. Um, or actually, he's maybe he's just getting ready to be tanned. I is he know. is he sharper here than he was on Saturday night? Because he looks sharper. No. He does, but it's it, the lighting was phenomenal right there. <laughs> it was like really cool lighting because we took a little, like just a little peek, and I'm like, oh shit, that lighting's really good. I go strip down, <laughs> strip down. <laughs> Me and Dennis, because Dennis is actually taking the picture, yeah, yeah. And we're both like, holy shit! Like I hope the lighting looks like this on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so then this this blew my blew me away too, man. It's you know it's crazy, it's crazy to see a guy that size with this good, the the aesthetics that are this good. That's, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think that 
you keep improving that and keep doing, you know, keep that waist nice and tight and small, um, keep etching out those quads and wrapping it into those hips. And I think that's the key. You know I mean? I think that's the key. I thought this was funny. I was just going to say that you guys are fucking with people. You posted Yeah, we post that and we're just like, ah, here's a little peek and uh, covered him up. <laughs> That's good. Okay, listen, more importantly, before you go, I got to ask you about this. First of all, your kids are animals. Like, and obviously this is your wife. So it's your the, Kim. It's yeah, the, it's the full genetics, though. The dad the kid, and the, the kids dad. definitely got mom's genetics. Though, yeah, right? but I want to like, this is your son. He's like crazy. And you're both, you have two sons, right? Two. That's my oldest, 17. Yeah. And they're both strong as crazy strong it's it's insane you keep posting these i'm trying to find one right now but you're posting some of their strength lifts and i'm like your kids are animals yeah it's crazy like this is here's one here there's more yeah there's dom oh that's his uh this is 585 585 yeah i love the excitement afterwards though he's nuts (laughs) yeah yeah he was excited here because he like he wasn't planning on going for this and then of course peer pressure at the gym right so i love love (laughs) look at this shit I can't do, you know, I can't do that, right? I, I tried that and blew my whole leg out, dude. That's how I tore <laughs> my leg out that right there. <laughs> the one below it's even crazier because that's my third, he's 13 and he, uh, right there. So that, yeah. So that's yeah, 365 and he was 13. It's 375, it says. Uh, oh, no, this is 365. You're right. 365, I think yeah. the oldest. Yeah, the oldest one did six, or 75. This is, so how old is yeah. this son? 13 right there but he's 14 now <laughs> 13 and you yeah. know what i love the pump up he hits himself in the head every time like and everybody's like oh he shouldn't hit himself in the head but he, <laughs> like, he just barely taps it but it looks like he's like clobbering it looks so. hard yeah yeah, yeah it looks kind of crazy how cool is that man being like the bodybuilding coach but also having kids that are like animals it, it i'll tell you what watching them progress and like seeing like their drive in the gym is just crazy look at that shit at 13 man that's insane and the the crazy thing is his strength has been there like forever like and it's funny like this one is really meticulous like he's real meticulous about everything like Like he's eating and everything yeah he eats every two and a half hours dude that went up real Um, fast that went up real fast pretty good yeah he arched a little bit but it was pretty good it was pretty good but you know he's very now the other one's not a big eater like the one the oldest one he's not that big of an eater yeah and um he's you know he's more of a you know picky eater like he only yeah. likes certain foods and stuff but he's yeah. kind of he's like right now he's kind of trying to um like figure things out as far as what he does like and stuff yeah. and now and, and just in the last like month he's kind of like man i think I, I maybe i'll do a show like maybe i'll lean out and i'm like oh that's cool we'll see we'll see see what you think this one though is going to play football this one wants to play football that's look at this shit yeah and he's 13 he here just, uh, he's 13 here yeah yeah I think it's the coolest thing ever that you're their dad and you coach Mr. Olympia's and they're like hyped about it and doing all, and you get to go in there and train with them. And like, that's, I'll tell you, I mean, that's the part that's like, is so motivational for me because okay. just watching them and, <laughs> okay. and like going through the stuff. Chad, I got to tell you that this scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, I know, dude. dude I uh, no. Wait a minute. There wasn't there a bigger? There was a better. There's one. a yeah. There's a 455 one at the top <laughs> that I just did, and I had a hundred people at the gym come up to me like, "Dude, what in the hell are you doing?" That's what and I was I, thinking when I saw it. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck is he doing?" You're what older. Are you? You're older than I am. <laughs> 53. Yeah, you're I'm 53 old, years old. You're benching yeah. fucking 455 or 55. Dude, that's yeah. Crap. I wouldn't even attempt this anymore. 
I wasn't going to. And then again, like the kids are like, ah, you, you could probably get that. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> have you been training all this time, Chad? What's I have been. Yeah, I've been training pretty hard for about the last year or so. But I haven't been. I haven't went this heavy. He doesn't so. touch it either, man. That's clean. Yeah. Yeah, it's clean. Jeez. That's but impressive, even man. like Milos and Chikarillo and all of them, they're like, dude, what the fuck are you thinking okay. of? Like, <laughs> your, your, face, your face afterwards was the best. I know. Because like, I was, I honest to God, I didn't think it was going to go you're up. You're like, you like, try to make this face like it's not a big deal, but you know yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of like, <laughs> eh, no problem. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. One of those. It's crazy, man. And you put some, uh, there's some clips of your kids playing football and shit. Yeah. It's cool, the man. One, the youngest. So my oldest one likes football um, and he was good at football, but he actually, um, he will probably, I mean, he's got a shot at winning state and discus. So that's, that's really, where, eh? yeah. Yeah. I think the boy, the boys are very athletic. Do eh? you think it's just, is it genetic? Cause you know, you guys, it is guys, for sure. or is it that you, do you guys kind of, you guys kind of raise them this way? They were around it all their life. So it's not surprising. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not that surprising, but I think that they still like, we didn't force them into it. We were kind of like, if you want to do it, you can do it. And we took him to the gym and just kind of seen, you know, how they would, you know, like it and stuff. And it just kind of was one of those things that just clicked. You know what I mean? So um, I'm trying to find a football one of your son. Cause he's an animal. Is this one? Oh, this is a good one. Go right here, right here. This one right here down. Now he's a, no, the one down. Oh. I think I think it's a stiff arm. This one right here. Yeah, I think that's what I saw. Dude, I like, so he's so this is seventh grade. This wait, is seventh grade. I can't. Why why doesn't it have the option to blow it up? Shit. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Where is he? He's a running back, right? He's a running back. Yeah, he's this guy right back. here. Yep, in the pink. I think this is a stiff arm. That's brutal. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, that kid fucking did a backflip almost yeah he um so he this is like right here i think he was he was ranked top 10 in the nation that year um and then this year they didn't get all their you know, their games in and stuff but he's basically on everybody's radar Dude, this and, is amazing uh, man watch this shit oh my god <laughs> i feel bad for that kid's parents they're like what the fuck did that kid just got smoked that's crazy and so he'll probably you know like He's, he's really like, that's the thing. He's like going all in this year. So he did a lot of powerlifting stuff last year. This year he's doing more bodybuilding stuff and uh, he just drags everybody. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> he averaged about 275 yards a game and so he he's... never played and he never played past the first half because they ran up the points so far. So he's being watched by everybody right now. Everybody right now. Yeah. Look at that little kid. Just try to arm tackle him. So get the fuck out of here this year though everybody was like don't you know like go for the feed go for the feed yeah like they, yeah, yeah yeah they had already caught on because this is seventh grade so <laughs> they had already caught on by that point is he a bruiser or was he just running he's just killing people out there right eh? oh just like crazy but he's you know like that was seventh grade he's got a lot more speed but he'll go in as a freshman at about 215 pounds this is crazy man your kids are nuts yeah, he, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, see, they didn't even get to do track last year. It was kind of crazy. But, um, I think yeah, what happens? Holy shit. What happens with, um, what happens with COVID and all this now? He's playing football and he's like, so they, they missed out on two games. They were like, where we're at right now is pretty, you know, it's pretty 
laid back here. Yeah. Um, and so uh, my oldest son, they they didn't miss out on any games. I don't think mm-hmm. um, they got to play all. He got to play actually all the way to. They made it to the district championships and then lost the district championships. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the you know most of them made it through most most of the season. Like I said, now Morgan they missed out on two um, because the other team tested um tested positive and stuff yeah. so yeah. um well i get actually i think they had one they had one person they had a four foot a game and then uh there was another team that had a four foot a game so yeah it uh it was crazy so before you go chad what's uh on the radar for rami now is he gonna get bigger is he gonna get sharper obviously he's not doing anything till the olympia next year right yeah we'll take the whole year and, and just get ready for the olympia and just try to make improvements you know just okay. basically um like you, you said, know, lower lats and all that. Lower but. lats and just little things. And, to, and keep trying to improve on what we, you know, like, you know, of course, you know how I am. Like, I'm detail, detail, detail. And so, like, yeah. you know, that's, you know, I want to see, I'd like to see more depth to the quad up into the hip and just, you know, chest, you know, just, you know, intricate and um, just keep trying to push that level. Because I think, you know, size-wise, he has, you know, a, he has so much muscle and, and you know, I I'm at no point am I wanting to blow, you know, his structure, you know, out. Um, I want to keep that stomach nice and flat. I want to keep it nice and tapered in. Like I said, you know, lower lat um, and just a few little things and just keep everything very refined. I think he's going to be, I mean, he's always motivated, um, but I think now that he's got his hands on that Sandow, I think he's going to be very, very motivated. Well, it's crazy to think that, like you said, there's a couple areas he could probably fill in, but there's nobody even close to him as far as yeah. size, as far as yeah. size and muscularity goes. Like yeah. not even close. And and the key is really not, you know, again, not trying to blow everything out of yeah. proportion, you know. Because yeah. yeah. I thought, you know, uh, his legs are so crazy, you know, but yeah. I thought his proportion was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it was pretty balanced, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like you were drawn to the legs like they were over, you know, overdone yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, you were drawn to him because like from the side, they were so ridiculous and and everything. And that's, you know, I think that's the key, just refining that, that look even more and more. Yeah. Well, Chad, I, uh, I appreciate the time, man. It's been almost a couple hours, so I'm sorry. I kept you so long. It's good, man. I appreciate um, it. it I know we've been trying to do this for a while. I know, man. You're impossible. I know you like to do it. It's it's 10 to one here. I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. I never, I always do these during the days, but yeah, for you, anything. Um, I appreciate it, man. Listen, I appreciate it very much. Uh, Good luck in the year ahead, and I hope you and Rami kill it again next year. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, dude. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you for having me on. Bye-bye. Thanks, bud.